0: Welcome. You are listening to Looking for Love and More. And I'm your host, Dr. laurie Buckley. And I'm here yet again another day with Mark Phelan.
1: Most honorable JD, PhD, WWPHDD. What the hell are you, you doing? Up. Don't
0: even listen to him. Those initials behind. Here's the name. problem. We Do
1: did up, diddy, pop,
0: We did have a little a little pizza and some wine, and we were going to talk about loss today, but we decided. lost it's too much. We don't feel like talking about loss anymore. Now right. we want to talk about compatibility because that's what we were talking about over pizza and wine.
1: Exactly. Especially if you're compatible in the shtupping <laughs> department.
0: For those of you who don't understand what shtupping means, it means screwing. Humping. Bawling. Fucking. (laughs) Doing it. I don't know. We were just talking about compatibility. And compatibility is something that comes up a lot in my practice. Are we compatible? I don't know if I'm compatible with this person. And it can mean relationally, are we compatible? Do we get along? Do we like the same things? Or a lot of time people are talking about sexual compatibility. And we were talking more about that. They're both important.
1: Exactly. Especially if you happen to be an overly amorous person and the other person isn't, can you then... I think compatibility, and then you slide into that word that you don't like. Compromise.
0: Yeah, I don't really love the word compatibility either, actually.
1: Flexibility. I
0: hate the word compromise.
1: consideration and communication.
0: Good C words. Much better words. Well,
1: I I like... There's another C word I prefer.
0: Compassion, consideration, communication. Those are good C words. Bad C words. Compromise and... What are we talking about? Oh, compatibility. It didn't have a shun at the end. I was getting confused. The problem with compatibility
1: I don't know if I'm compatible with that. I mean, what does it, it mean? so superficial.
0: Exactly. And I think that it's a good thing to think about, but there's probably a better word. Uh, is this someone that I want to be with? Is right. this somebody who, who we can have a good, satisfying relationship and or sex life with? And but yeah, you do I,
1: hear that like in match document. I don't know if they're compatible. It sounds to me like someone is stuck in their ways. And doesn't want to open their minds and hearts.
0: Yeah. I mean, look at, I think we know what it means when There's we're saying it. And it's not necessarily a bad word, but I, I do think it's a cop out. Um, we're not compatible because look at, there are people who have a lot of differences. I mean, we all are different, right? So somebody may like doing going to museums and going to church and another person may not be into that. And they might really like doing more outdoorsy Stopping. things. Or that, or going to movies, and does that mean that they're not compatible? Not necessarily. If
1: you uh, can open up your heart and open up your mind,
0: exactly, you
1: can experience all different new experiences. Things. Can you imagine getting on a plane, going to Europe, and you have something in mind that keeps you from opening yourself up to experiences? It's going to be excruciating.
0: So if you're open to new possibilities, to trying new things, then, yeah, you may not be think that you're compatible. And just using that word, what you're saying, just exactly. close the door mm-hmm. to really good experiences and possibilities. So here's what it says online when I look it up for the actual definition. Uh, I don't know who this definition is by. It just says dictionary. So it says... Able to exist or occur together without conflict. Well, again, that has a lot to do with people's personality.
1: Exactly. And what's, that's kind of the, the yeah. ultimate goal for every relationship, to exist without conflict. <laughs> Seriously.
0: Exactly. But then they have another example, which is um, the fruitiness of Beaujolais. This is an example. is compatible with a number of meat dishes. I thought you were talking, I had to be a little
1: fruity with a Beaujolais. So
0: we could say it goes really well with it. And that's another way to say it, right? So
1: you want to have as much in common that you can coexist and you can find common ground.
0: It's good when you have similar interest. It's good when you, we could say compatible would be two people who are both open to new experiences. That would make them compatible.
1: But then there's the flip side. If I'm, if you... Love roller coasters. You can't wait to go to Six Flags, and I despise them. I hate them. Mm-hmm. That's not compatible. If you if you want to go every week, we're gonna have a problem.
0: Well, it doesn't necessarily have to be a problem. I'll go on roller coasters, Bingo. and while I'm having fun on my roller coasters, I'll be breaking into cars. You can have fun going to your museums or breaking into cars or whatever you're doing, and then we'll get together there the next day See, or that that's evening. That's
1: common sense of it's commonality. give and take.
0: It's it's having a life. It's having different interests. It's being more interesting. And we don't need caring. to. Yeah, we don't need to do everything together or enjoy the same things together. So again, I think we could say compatible. Are you both at the same level of emotional intelligence? Are you both open-minded and willing to try new things? And I think that is more about what we mean, I think, in a positive sense when we think about compatibility, like sex, for example. You may really like doing it in a certain way.
1: Every day, all day, I don't care.
0: And that's a good example, actually. So you may want to have sex every single day. Like, that's your thing. And your partner will just say, if it were me, let's say I like sex perhaps maybe only once or twice a week. Does that mean we're not compatible sexually? Probably not. I mean, it, I mean, I don't think it matters. I don't think that that says that we are not compatible. Uh, it just says that's something that we probably need to figure out to make that work so we can both be happy.
1: At least twice a week, both be happy as clams. That's not too bad.
0: You'll take it, right? right. So, <laughs> Yeah, but if you have somebody who says, I have to have sex every single day and it has to be this way and if that doesn't happen, then I don't want to be in this relationship, then we're not compatible. And then I would say, okay, <laughs> bye. See you later. Yeah. So again, you, if you have somebody who says, yeah, this is the way I like sex and I say, but yeah, or the other person says, I have, want sex this way. If you're able to work through it and talk about it, like mature, open-minded, healthy Mm. adults, you can probably find something that can work. Now, there are some extreme examples. If you have somebody who is... Well, I I think it's the same thing. I think if you have somebody who's very open-minded sexually, they really enjoy different positions, and they really enjoy oral sex, and they really enjoy maybe a little bit of kink or any of the above. you got
1: their number? And
0: (laughs) And you have another person who's saying... No, no, no.
1: That would make me crazy. I crazy, am not. Crazy.
0: Yes, I am not. You know, willing to do anything other than missionary position. I have no interest in oral sex or doing anything kinky. Then we Chuck, would. Please. Then we would say you're not compatible.
1: There is that could be an issue.
0: But it's not about your sexual preferences right. as much as it is about the inability or unwillingness to work through it.
1: Or as we say in the south, that's a stick in the mud. <laughs>
0: But, you know, different strokes for different folks, Unfortunately, right? Unfortunately,
1: that's no, you have no strokes at all. Literally. Um,
0: <laughs> exactly.
1: I mean, I would take that. Listen, uh, there's normal sex, but how about a few strokes? Nope,
0: no strokes. You know, I mean, it really does come how down often to... How do
1: you encounter that, where it's something black and white? This is what I accept. This is what I won't accept. It's almost like a negotiated truce.
0: I do see people who get stuck in that rut. They get stuck on their positions. Um, It has to be this way. No, it has to be this way. And that can be a problem, right? They they have this standoff position and they're just fighting to be right. Mm -hmm. And that is never going to work.
1: Then it becomes a bigger issue than just having sex.
0: Exactly. But when you sit down and go, okay, let's talk about what it is. When you say, no, I don't want to do that. What is it that you are concerned about? What is it that scares you? Or what is it that doesn't, doesn't feel good to you? Or what is it you actually want? We get more information rather than it has to be this way or that way. And you talk to both people. You, I find more often than not, almost always, there are gray areas that overlap where they actually want similar things. But they were so stuck on their positions about, you know, it has to be this way or it has to be this way. And then when you do that, you're never going to come up with some resolution. Again, when you're in a relationship, you need to be able to be open to listening, understanding, you know, what it is, not just that your partner wants, but also what you actually want. Mm-hmm. And oftentimes we do get kind of stuck in that rut. We get, and we put you, our feet in the sand.
1: And do you find that someone has had a bad, maybe they're just a terrible love making partner? And so they tried that one thing that this one person wants to do. And oh no no, I tried that once. It was horrible. Is it still a smart idea to try and say, well, can you try it once with me? Just to kind of negotiate the idea, because yeah. there are let's face it, there are plenty of things that we can do to each other physically that some are not pleasant to the other person just because you're not doing it right.
0: I meet with a lot of women who say they do not enjoy receiving oral sex. The tap. And then, so that's a reference to a Seinfeld, which is a good one. That's a classic. Uh, when she's tapping him on the head, like she's done. done, right. like, I'm yeah. done. Uh, and I will say that when I do talk to these women and get more information, well, what is it you don't like about it? There are two things it is either because they feel uncomfortable, they feel very self conscious. I mean, look at if a woman is feeling self conscious about about her vulva. And feels it doesn't look good or doesn't smell good or whatever might be going on. You are not going to be able to enjoy anything. So that often is a problem where women feel very self-conscious about their vulvas. The other problem is what you said that their partner, maybe a previous or current, or all of the mm-hmm. above doesn't really know how to do it in a way that they enjoy. It doesn't mean that they're a bad lover because mm-hmm. maybe if they did it with someone else, it felt really good. That's probably why they do it that way. Mm-hmm. Their last girlfriend loved it that way. Right. And so he may be doing it the way that he's always done it or the mm-hmm. way that he was taught to do it by a certain partner. And then with you, it doesn't or his current partner, it doesn't work because we're all different. And not only are we all different, but we're all different at different times. So I don't care if you've gone down on a hundred women and you think you're an expert. That was yesterday. It doesn't mean you're an expert with the partner that you're with. So we, as women and men, by the way, we need to be able to communicate and let our partner know how to touch us or lick us Mm -hmm. or please us. And there's no really great way to do it. Other than that, sometimes they hit it on the head, mm-hmm. so to speak. And
1: that <laughs> right? hurt, damn it. <laughs>
0: they, sometimes they just Don't do it. They do it right for some mm-hmm. reason. They're just, you know, it just works. No, that's
1: simpatico. That's, that's awesome.
0: That's fabulous. But when we're counting on that or mm-hmm. expecting that, that's problematic. It's now, okay to you tell a them. Yeah.
1: Actual question: If you watch really high-end lesbian porno. High-end With, end lesbian no, I'm porn. talking about very as opposed to low-end lesbian, co- lesbian porn. It kind of looks like somebody dead in their, you know, back seat of their Volvo. <laughs> uh, so it's real, the production value is fabulous, the gorgeous women, beautiful sets.
0: Okay.
1: Now, the, two, the women look like they're really enjoying it. It's, you know, it's easy to fake it when there's a guy involved, because they can just lay there. But when they're going after each other, the way they're doing it If a woman watches that and says, that's what I love someone to do to me, is that a good thing for a woman to bring to the bedroom to show to their lover of saying, can you try doing this the way she's using her mouth and the way she's using her tongue?
0: Yes and no. And this is what I'm going to say to that. It's great to have resources. So whether it's a video or a book or something like that, Porn is a little tricky. I mean, first of all, if you're watching it, can you really tell what they're doing? I mean, I do think, again, if we can use an outside resource, that's good. I think sex educational videos might be better. Um, by the Alexander Institute or bettersex.com. They have some really great ones. I've hosted quite a few of those where they actually are, are giving instruction and talking about those things. But I do think that a better way is just to be really specific at that moment when our partner is touching us in a certain way with their mouth or their tongue or their fingers or their penis, whatever's going on, when we can let them know exactly what would feel good at that moment. And it's always important, and I've mentioned this many times, but always worth mentioning again, to let our partner know what we like, not what we don't like. We say things like, oh, that, that doesn't feel good, or don't do that, or that hurts, or that those things. It's not giving any information. And after right. a while, the guy just doesn't even want to hear it. He just is like, if, I don't know what to do.
1: And as a guy, it sounds like somebody's nagging.
0: Yeah. It's like, I just can't please her. I don't know what to do anymore. But when we say, oh my God, when they're doing it right, that feels so good, keep doing that. Mm -hmm. Or if they are doing it a little too soft and you want them to be firmer, just go, oh, can you just try a little bit firmer? And then when they do it, you just let them know, yes, just like that, that feels so good. Positive reinforcement. We need to let them know. And even if they did it perfectly last night and we let them know, that was amazing. I loved it when you did that thing. And then they do it again the next day the next day it may not feel the same you may mm-hmm. need a different kind of touch at a different moment which is why communication is so important
1: exactly yeah exactly and just like you know my fur hey no teeth
0: that's a very important mm-hmm. thing. Never, almost never, are teeth a good thing. Well, some people might be into that sort of thing. It depends. So compatibility, again, isn't so much, do you like the exact same things? And I think that's what a lot of people think when they think of compatibility. Now, chemistry is another story. Oh, yeah. Right? So chemistry is fabulous, and we know I think everyone has experienced, I hope everyone has experienced that chemistry that you can feel.
1: That titillation.
0: You know it even before the person touches you. There's a feeling. You really know it when there's that kiss. Just something just feels right. And I do think that there is sort of this evolutionary innate Attraction, whether it is smell or Primeval. or things, yeah, things that we're just not even aware of. You know, I do think mm-hmm. it's hormones and pheromones and and things that are just out of our consciousness, but it's there. So there are those. Attractions that we have that can be a really great thing physical, sexual, chemistry. Sometimes it's not a great thing. You know, the Mm. person that we get the most excited about are sometimes the people that are most wrong for us. (laughs) That can happen too. And I would say not to dismiss somebody because you don't feel that instant chemistry. And I think a lot of people do. It's like, yeah, you just didn't have that chemistry.
1: Especially give somebody a shot. I mean, the first time is always going to be a little awkward. Yeah. Just because it's the very first not time. Not always,
0: but often. But
1: yeah, often it can be because yeah. the expectation, what you think Nervous. they want, you don't know what they want, you're sure they're going to be receptive to what you have to offer, Advice versus all of a sudden, you it's like the
0: they're seeing you nights. naked for the first time. Mm-hmm. If it's a guy worried if he's going to get an erection or keep an erection, we all have our insecurities and our things, and if it's somebody that is brand new. It, it can bring up those insecurities, mm-hmm. that anxiety, that fear, which is nervousness, which isn't necessarily sexy, and it doesn't always work out well. And I think to understand that about yourself and your partner, that's why I think it's I think more beneficial when you get to know somebody. And again, there are people who just hook up with a sure. stranger, and they do perfectly well, and they love it. Mm-hmm. Great. Uh, but generally speaking, when we feel more comfortable with somebody, we can still have that excitement, but at the same time, some level of comfort and confidence.
1: And the way you ease into it, have you spent, take your time with long liquid flesh and.
0: Liquid flesh?
1: Liquid flesh. <laughs> uh, <laughs> what is
0: liquid flesh?
1: Liquid from the flesh. <laughs> <as> you're basically <laughs> you just.
0: Bodily s- liquids, you mean?
1: Yeah, you're getting somebody so hot. Uh huh. Slowly but surely, you just work to a, a fever pitch. So it's going to be good. You're going to feel some reaction.
0: You mean take your time. Have exactly. some, Yeah.
1: Versus the quintessential, and I'm so sick of seeing this scene in a movie. Okay. Uh, uh, it's a little awkward. All of a sudden. They pounce on each other. They start kissing, and immediately, boom, they slam up against the wall. And the guy's holding her up, which is uncomfortable. I'm a strong guy.
0: Well, and I this don't care is, if somebody's
1: yeah. 100 pounds. It's not comfortable holding someone up against the wall. This is it's an
0: example of when we learn... We think we're learning about how to be sexual, mm-hmm. how to have sex, from any kind of media, not just porn, but mainstream right. media.
1: And ripping each other's other. We're shirt off in it. trouble. And, just, and then all of a sudden, there's a perfectly good king size bed, but you're gonna throw somebody down on the floor, and fuck them It doesn't make yeah, it like a it. Maybe
0: when you're 20, we're too old for that sort of shenanigans. We're not. We're not into that. Now I know there are probably some got people. Bad hip. <laughs> My knees, uh, <laughs> my back. <laughs>
1: that's right. I'm wearing my dress. <laughs> Hold on.
0: But I think there are probably some people listening that are like, "No, I. It's easier for me to have sex with somebody I don't care about. Like that's why I like the one night stand that's or the hookup because I don't get nervous because I don't give a shit. Yep, yep. And and great if that's what you're into. But we're talking more about relationships. Yep. So if you're looking for a relationship, if you're looking for quote unquote compatibility, again, it's not about needing or wanting or liking the exact same things it really is that ability to communicate that open-mindedness that dedication to really working through some things that is the important part Mm -hmm. you know that we're not compatible thing is usually a cop-out it's bullshit
1: it is a good excuse to tell someone's best friend whatever happened to mary i thought you had a great time you don't think we're compatible yeah it's a cop-out i agree yeah 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 it also means i'm lazy, and i don't want to put any effort in this relationship
0: exactly exactly uh, saying we're not right for each other, we're not a good match that's mm-hmm. a little different, mm-hmm. but again, it is based on i think much much bigger things much there's much bigger fish to fry in this case, and sexually, we all have our point of reference, and we can all learn and grow and experience more things when it comes to sex like i always say we're never done we never reach our full potential it is a skill we can continue i don't care how old we are i don't care how experienced we are we can continue to grow and enhance that skill Mm -hmm. of love making and being open-minded to trying new things is really important you know you might try something and you don't like it great you don't have to do it again but you may love it exactly Or you may love a version of it and maybe you want to try something else. But that's what also keeps a relationship exciting. So thinking about those things, I just want to put it out there because I do hear so often from so many couples that they don't think that they're compatible. I mean, by the way, I hear this from couples who've been married for many, many years. Mm -hmm. We used to be compatible, but we're not compatible anymore. Like, what does that mean? Basically, what it means is I'm not feeling connected anymore. Mm-hmm. We both stopped making an effort, and now we're feeling completely disconnected, and there's no passion, there's no eroticism, there's no excitement. Therefore, we're not compatible.
1: Right, because you got tired of you're phoning it in, and again, laziness.
0: Yeah, and I, and I don't think it's necessarily because people are lazy. I think it's because... They don't know. People think that we find our, our lover, our partner, and then we're done. And it's supposed to just work out.
1: Well, that's what they would say when Fifty Shades of Boring first came out. The uh, women are going to turn up the heat in the bedroom. Guess what? They're going to tell the, the guy with the beer belly who's just passed out on the sofa, come on in here and tie me up. What the fuck are you talking about? Get the fuck away from me. It's not going to work. It, it turns the fantasy is not a reality. But at least if you're both willing to go in.
0: Well, you talk about it. And that's one good thing about Fifty Shades of Grey is it at least got people talking. And again, like you were giving the example about the movie, sometimes watching a movie. As a matter of fact, there was one particular couple. I said, go watch that movie. It would just been released Fifty Shades of Grey Freed or something, the last one. Um, I haven't seen it, but it didn't matter. I said, I just want you to see it. Not that it's like going to be this fabulous movie. It may be horrible, mm-hmm. but I do think that it can give you to a good place to start some good conversations. Because they were thinking about delving into a little more kink. I said, look at there might be things in there that you're like that is just never going to happen, or hmm, that looks interesting. So I haven't seen them since they've seen it. So uh, it'll be interesting. Hospital. (laughs) (laughs) I will say this: people who do, you know, experiment and and go into more kinky sex, and you know, the definition of kinky is basically things that things that people do that you don't do. So it's all relative. What's kinky for one person may be normal for another person. But people who delve into will just say – more alternative ways of being sexual, whether it is some kind of erotic power play or whatever it might be, they do have much better communication because you need to communicate when you're entering into that realm. There has to be. So they're usually much more open-minded when they're willing to try these things, but they also to really engage in that kind of sex play, there has to be good communication. And that's something that people who are into vanilla sex or we'll say less kinky sex can still benefit from the important thing right it's always Mm -hmm. the thing we talk about pretty much every single show is communication now what about physical compatibility what if you have a woman who's had three kids and you know maybe her vagina's maybe a little larger and maybe he has a penis that's maybe a little on the smaller side now, we could say, are they physically compatible? Is there I a problem it, it there?
1: really determined by the preference of the other individual. Yeah. I mean, if, you know, the old... A tall person up, and a really short person. I was growing up with the old, it's, it, I'm a tick man, I'm a leg man, those kind of things. If you happen to be enamored with giant double Ds... And someone comes up with an A. Well, I mean, well, that's
0: about what you're attracted to. But yeah, yeah, exactly. But
1: that's what I'm saying. The compatibility is half of it. Is the attraction? If you're attracted to someone swinging major meat, and you get, you know, pinky, that's an attraction. But it's also that's what you want to be compatible with. And if that's what you need. There's going to be a problem.
0: And you know, it comes down to knowing what you need. Mm-hmm. And that is true relationally. It is true sexually getting clear about the needs versus the wants. And the needs are the things that are necessary. And we talked about this, but the needs, knowing your needs. And so many people don't like this is not, this would be nice. A need is absolutely necessary. And if it is not there, it is a deal breaker. If somebody needs a big penis, no judgment. Like, that's what you need for you. You cannot mm. be happy in a relationship with someone. I don't care if he's or her. Well, it has to be him. Um, Kardashian. is perfect. <laughs> but, Kardashian. <laughs> but everything else is there. All of your needs are met, except the, the penis isn't quite up to par. That may be a deal breaker for you. And it may be, well... Maybe that's just a want. So the needs are essential. Like they are deal breakers if they're not there. You know that you cannot sustain a relationship with this person for mm-hmm. a good period of time. You don't want to waste anybody's time, your, mm-hmm. you know, the partner or yourself. So if it is a need for you to be with a woman who has big boobs and she has little boobs, it's, mm-hmm. it's totally subjective. Mm -hmm. It may be your need. And if you know that, and you know that you are not going to be sexually attracted to a woman who has little boobs, then you can't go out with that woman.
1: The one advantage of that from the guy's point of view is not only you get augmentation, but you you can also work around them. If you're a woman who needs a big schlong and you ain't got one, there's nothing you can do.
0: Well, no, you just go out with a different
1: that's person. what I'm saying.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Although, again, you have to be clear about what you need. So you you may say, well, I really need a guy with a big penis. What is it that the big penis gives you? So if you're thinking, well, it's more satisfying sex, I'm going to say, is it possible that you could have satisfying sex, really satisfying mm-hmm. sex with a man who didn't have a big penis? Maybe if you talk about some things or try some different things, you can. So, again, it really depends, but you need to know what that is. And to think about that, that is something I think would be important for everybody to do. And this could be your action step for the week. Really get clear about the things that you need, that you require in a relationship, in a sexual relationship. In a romantic relationship, that way, if you meet somebody and those needs can't be met, then you say next. If they wants, those are things that are really great, like mm-hmm. that would be great, but they're not necessary. As long as the needs are there, then you can overlook a lot of other things. So if you need somebody who's loyal and honest and ambitious, Get a dog. funny, whatever it might be. <laughs> You can never go wrong with a dog. That's <laughs> so true. Um, well, maybe. It depends on the dog. But uh, yeah, so you know, they may have all of these qualities and then, oh, their boobs or their penis isn't quite the size you want. You might say, well, maybe that's a want. So that's why it's important to know ahead of time you can see those things. And maybe there's things you might say, I want us to have similar interest great. You can have similar interests, Ooh, but it's
1: it, something you can really work on and create new interests. Right.
0: And then when you meet someone, you know, they say, well, they're into this and you say you're into this and they're completely different things. You want to see what they say. So, well, are, you know, have you ever thought about skiing? That's something that I really love. Hmm. And if they say I never go skiing, it's not necessarily a deal breaker well, either.
1: It's like I play golf. If you don't like playing golf, great. On Friday, or, or All the better you get from, to golf alone. Exactly. And <laughs> yeah. noon to five, you get to go shopping with and have lunch with the girls. I'm gonna we'll go play golf. But, it's not the end of the world. But
0: that is why it's so important to get clear about the needs versus the wants. Because there might be some people out there who say, "No, I absolutely need to be with somebody who enjoys golfing as much as I do."
1: And that's ridiculous.
0: And if well, it's not ridiculous if that's your thing. That's what I'm saying. It, but, if, that's, if that's, but you're
1: painting yourself into a corner.
0: Well, but look, at there are lots of people who like to golf. And if that is something that's so important to you and you want a partner that you can and travel around the world and golf with, then you can do that.
1: Just a hint to the guys who may think that you're at your mind. That way, if they don't like golf, awesome. You know you've got a rubber stamp <laughs> well, this two is or your... three times a month to go hang with the guys and play golf and let them do what they need to do. You don't have to do the honeydews. But again, you don't have to do I the get
0: shopping. What, I get what you're, I get what you're saying, but you're missing the point. I
1: want to be the, the point hip. is
0: we all have our own needs. We all have our own desires. And to really think about those and once you are clear about that, like really, really think about it, is this actually a need or is it more of a want? But the needs, they're subjective. So your need is your need. I may not agree with you. I may say, well, I don't think that's a need, not for me, but it might be for you. So we all need to find our own thing. And when you get that clarity, then when you actually meet somebody, I think there's more opportunity to then explore other realms, to be open-minded to having some discussions, to thinking about things in, in a more expanded way. And that goes with sex too. And to think about what those needs are sexually, because I do see a lot of people that they got married to somebody, they weren't sexually quote unquote compatible. These are their words. And they say, I knew it all along and it's just never been good. I thought it would get better. But ultimately, this person is not wanting or willing to do any of the things that are really important to me. And I don't know if I can live with that. Wouldn't that be good to know before you marry someone or Mm -hmm. even spend a lot of time dating somebody? So think about those things whether you're in a relationship because I think there's a lot of people listening right now who are probably in a relationship wondering if they are compatible with their partner and I just want you to open up your mind get clear about those needs get clear about the difference between the needs and the wants have some conversations figure out how this can work for you and if you have a willing partner and you you are willing. You'll find that you can create a relationship that feels really good, despite the differences or "quote unquote" incompatibility. So that's your action step. I really do think it's an important thing, a very important thing. And my gadget—I have to have my my gadget. his gadgets. My gadget for the week is something that I discovered that I really love. I've been giving some apps sometimes, and this is actually a really good app that I have used to learn Italian. And you can learn not just Italian; you can learn any language. I think most any language, lots of languages, and also skills and just information. And it's called Memrise. M E M R-I-S-E, and it is fabulous, and it's free. Of course, you can always buy the upgraded version without ads, like with any app, but it is really a wonderful resource to learn anything. You, you can learn states and capitals, or again, you can learn Italian or Spanish. And I've done so many of the Italian courses and it's really helped me a lot. So if you are interested in learning Italian, by the way, Mark and I, there are still some spots available for our couples retreat mm-hmm. happening mm-hmm. the first week of October in Lucca, Italy. It's going to be amazing.
1: paradise, Mark and, I,
0: Mark and I are hosting it. There's going to be wine. There's going to be Food. There's going to be lots of great information. It's freaking Italy, And for this is for couples, and this is for your relationship to just get that much juicier and more exciting. We'll be talking about all these things. We'll also be customizing it to things that you want to learn and talking to you. And again, you can go to memorize, learn some Italian, give me a call, send me an email, Laurie at dr. dot Buckley.com. You can also go to the website retreats for love.com and you can get some information there. And we would love to see you in Luca Fantastic. this fall. It is going to be beautiful. So everyone, again, thank you for listening. We are always appreciative of you listening to our show, and we will be talking to you soon. Ciao, bello. Bye, everyone. Ciao.